When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Mowers Club, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. Welcome to listeners listening throughout Australia, SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, SENQ 693 in Brisbane. To those listening live on the SEN app or catching up with us on the Mowers Club podcast, you can get that on Apple, Spotify and all the usual places. Let us know where you're listening today. Call us 1300 01 1170 or text us 0457 736 736. I'm here with the marathon man or the future marathon man, Justin Horoscope. One more sleep and uh, it's unseasonally hot out there today. Yeah, it's come at the perfect time, <laughs> Miss Ola. Uh, normally on, on an occasion when the weather is so good, uh, pref- probably prefer to be out in the sun and, and soaking it all in, but... Jeez, not, I'm, I'm, not love being, I'm love being in this studio at the minute with yeah. uh, with the air conditioning, uh, with yourself and Alex and, and getting ready for the mowers. Got a big show on the mowers. It's finals footy and, and pumped. So I'm uh, looking forward to tomorrow. And I've got a, I've got a mate that will be coming on later in the show uh, that will be running with us. So um, there you go. There's a little uh, little teaser. Marathon men. Ex-NRL player as well. Uh, Gibbo's away. Yep. So he's over in over the ditch. Is that he right? is, yeah. Uh, I don't know the full extent of what happens with Gibbo or the full de- details. Prefer not to ask, <laughs> Missile, as you know, if you're listeners for the uh, for the mowers. So it'll be a steady ep- uh, episode, not episode uh, show today with Alex in the seat uh, compared to Gibbo. So. Uh, it could be a lift for some, uh, <laughs> for others. I don't know. They <laughs> they might miss Gibbo. We'll, we'll find out. We'll, maybe Gibbo's probably finding a way to listen in New Zealand some somehow. Do you do any running, Maestro? I do a bit of running, not as much as as uh, Scope. Boys, I've yeah. never I've never stretched out to thirty k's, let alone forty two. So looking forward to hear how that goes tomorrow. Yeah, there'll be a few less tangents today. I think without Gibbo here, I'm a bit more. Straight down the line. Although, you know, Gibbo's gone to New Zealand. I think he found a way to end up at Amy Park last night. So Yeah, that was interesting. I've seen some photos around social media. So, right. Where he goes, no one knows. Yeah, okay. Um, I heard tomorrow they're turning Ivy Pool into an ice bath. Is yeah. that true? Yeah, or is that they just are. A, no, they are. They are. So dump what, a heap so of what ice they've done, um, they've put a couple of big ice blocks in it like mm. big chunks of ice in it throughout the week. So they've been preparing for it all week. Um, Nick Youngquest, the guy who I run with, who's run multiple uh, marathons before, he's an ambassador for Sydney Marathon, and they're really trying to turn this Sydney Marathon into one of the main legs of the circuit. Yeah, okay. What are the big ones, like the Boston? Boston, the New, New York, York, London. Um, the, Germany's got a big one, doesn't it? Because that they? was where I well, think that was where Kipchoge broke the world record was Germany. Berlin. Okay, it was really flat Berlin. Okay. Um, maybe one, of, maybe the listeners. Uh, so can someone text us in oh four five seven seven three six seven three six? I believe there's five on the circuit. Yeah, okay. And they're really trying to turn Sydney into the sixth. There's uh, not many more iconic places to run across the Harbour Bridge, round past the Opera House. It's as good as it cool. gets. Yeah. yeah. And, and when it comes to sport, like you think about. 
um, you know, the uh, Australian Open for the tennis. Like, yeah. we're on a lot of the big circuits because we're a sporting nation, right? Yeah. We, we love our sports down here. We get behind everything. Um, you know, we're willing to try anything like myself, even though I'm, re- <laughs> even though I'm regretting it a day out. Do you um, know if any of the uh, big dogs are coming down for it? Like um, I think Kenyan the, the, runners there's, or... some, there's some ranked runners. Yeah, uh, nice. Nick, Nick knows them better than what I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's a, a guy who's maybe fifth, ranked 15th in the world. Nice. Um, he was running with a couple of Nigerians yesterday, running through, uh, I think they were doing a slow run, which is probably four, <laughs> uh, four minute case. Clicks probably. What do they? For them. What run. do they tick around at when they're at full tilt? Well, I think they run. They, I think they run the marathons in close to two, two, two hours and thirty minutes, right? So yep. what's that? Like three minute twenty, yeah. three minute thirty clicks. Low threes. Yeah, yeah. three thirty per kilometer. Yeah, that's tough. And they don't even look like they're running that fast. Mm. I don't know if you've watched. You know, I've I've watched some of they're the very content. Still, aren't they up top? Really good posture. Remember that uh, there was a, a listener that texted us in yeah. one time and talked about our posture Stay and I've, tall. and I've um, tried to implement that on my runs. I forget about it at K 15, <laughs> 16. I start to start leaning yeah. into those hills. But um, yeah, look, look, is this Sydney marathon uh, in comparison to the city, the surf, which is hilly as all get out. Is this flat? No, you don't, you don't get anything. Apparently you don't get anything to the, like the heartbreak hill that we have in the city to surf. Um, Youngy again. So we've gone through the track. I've done the last 14K from um, around uh, Centennial Park. Yeah. Through the city, finished off. Um, you do a bit of a loop before you come down to the Opera House. I've done that a couple of times just to visualize, you know, finishing off and, and, yeah. and getting you to like trying to get us to the 35K kilometer mark, which apparently is where it gets really tough. The last then, seven. The last seven apparently is is really tough. So, um, Youngie's taken us through that a couple of times with with Ben Lucas, both um, ambassadors for the City Marathon, trying to you know visualise finishing and just knowing where you are and, and what it takes to finish off. Um, but apart from that, he said the there's a little rise up Oxford Street to begin with. When you come out of like Barangaroo, you do a bit of a loop after you go over the bridge, come yeah. up Oxford Street, and you yep. start heading towards Centennial Park. Yeah. Apparently that. In, uh, is it incline or decline? Incline. Incline yep. is probably probably as hard as it's going to get, but it's at the start. Yeah. So it's like quite a gradual yeah, yeah. Uh, lift up Oxford Street, as you know, if you're trying to, I can see you're trying to picture it now yeah. coming up Oxford Street. Yep. So apparently that's uh, that's one of the tougher parts for the, for the inclines, but um, we'll see how we go. Look. And now, man, uh, SEN's. Two phones, Tommy. Tommy Costigan's doing it as well. So a bit of a marathon flavor this weekend here on SEN. Uh, all right. Also on today's show, we're going to go through the week in review. Hit it or quit it. We might do the other teams that have been eliminated now, Scope. We'll go um, Canberra and Cronulla. Yep. Hit it or quit it for their 2024 season. Um, some gains and losses, all that sort of jazz. Uh We'll level up in the final hour Okay. with Levels Podcast. little clip from this week. Uh, King or Kook, we'll see what we got going on there. Uh, but first up, I want to talk about Friday night. Roosters and the Storm. Big game. Did it live up to the hype? I think it lived up to the hype. Yeah, for sure. The energy's yeah. been the same as the two elimination games um, last week as well, right? There was blowouts in, in the main two. Uh, and, you know, when you look back on it now, we, we've talked about what the grand final looks like. It's looking pretty ominous. Inevitable. Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the Brisbane Broncos versus the Penrith Panthers. 
this elimination game felt similar to the Roosters Sharks elimination game where the few errors, mm. um, both teams will, you know, try not to lose the game rather than win the game. Uh, the Roosters, I said this to Tommy, Tommy's here in the, in the offices at the moment. It feels like the Roosters were better suited to this sort of game because they've yeah. realistic. The they've game, this game was very slim, similar to the Sharks game, to the yep. Rabbitohs game the yep. week before. Yep. They've just been playing with house money and uh, no one's expected them to progress. I think from, if you look at where they were, like round 21, round 22, before they went on this little mini run, there's been no expectations on them to make it. And then every week they've sort of gone, all right, you know, what a crazy win last week was against the Sharks. Uh, you know, next week we're going down to Melbourne. We've got a heap of injuries. No one probably expects us to win there again. Yeah. And and they made it really tough. And there were a few calls that, you know, even went against them where they're like, oh. A few toughies. It's not the reason they lost, but it didn't help. In particular, um, specifically the the Ashley Klein knock on Harry Grant. Um, they end up going down the field and, and making it 12-0 or 10-0. This was a pretty interesting one. So I've got a little bit of audio here that was on the run between Ashley Klein and James Tedesco after that. Well, it appeared to be a knock-on from Harry Grant. Oh, look, I thought he got his arm. No, look, I understand. I thought he got his arm underneath that. That wasn't even close. They could have challenged it, so you must have remembered that. Yeah, but I only call as I see it, okay? I apologise. I can't say any more than that. That's courtesy of Fox. Uh, Is that almost an admission that it was... That he made the wrong call? It's, it's admission to Close. guilt, just like Jack yeah. White last week when he bit <laughs> Tyson Gamble, what right? What else was I meant to do? You, you, get, the, you get the audio there. Uh, the one thing, look, I don't hate it from Ashley Klein. I, I've been saying this for a, a while now. I, I, I don't think Ashley Klein is our best referee, and mm-hmm. he's been getting a lot of the best games over the last couple of years. I think there are moments, and, and this is, sometimes when I talk about the referees, they've got the hardest job because they never get any credit when, it, when the game good, goes well, yeah. you just don't talk about them. And then yep. whenever you have situations like this, um, they're going to be open to criticism. I don't completely hate that he's apologised. The thing is, has he got a word? Like, he's apologising or has he, one, has he seen the replay on the big screen and had a, had a second look at it and gone, ooh, I might have missed something there? Or second, has secondly, has he got a call from up top in the bunker going, um, you might have missed. You, you missed might have missed one. one. I, I don't know how all that works, but yeah, doesn't really it help w- him going forward, though, does it? It wasn't a mission to guilt, though, wasn't it, Miss? It was. Yeah, it was. And obviously, so they they score off the back of that, which is a pretty huge moment in the game. Um, Love to hear from anyone that was down there at this game uh, down in Melbourne. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Tyron Wishart stepped up in the number seven jersey. A lot of pressure. Scores the opening try. Big game for a young player. I was surprised. I guess they didn't have Jonah Pezzett in the squad, did they? He's been injured for a while. Ah, okay. Yeah, so Maestro, have you got the details on how long he's been out very, for? Very he had he tweet he he tweaked something. I feel like it was about five or six weeks ago. Gotcha. So because I was um, surprised when they named Wishart. Yeah, but I think he, he would have been. Up. I think he would have been their choice if fit. Yeah, or even if he'd played a a couple of games in Queensland Cup at least. Uh, but yeah, Ty, uh, is it Tyron Wishart? Yeah, Tyron Wishart. Yeah. Um, he's he's one of those players. He's just a typical Melbourne player. Yeah. You know, what like, position is he? I don't know. I still don't know. I've, I think I've watched him play 20, 25 games or whatever his career is, and I still don't know what his best position is. I'm trying to think. He's played 
fullback, has he? He's played fullback, hooker, wing, six, wing, yeah, seven. All over the shop. All over the shop. And they yeah. put him in the middle, you know, to um, – he's that typical Melbourne Storm hybrid where they try to develop – like you think back even to the Nico Hines days, the, the Pappenhausen days, the Jerome Hughes days. They, they have these players mm. and they have their set spine and these players sort of just – figure themselves out over a couple of uh, two year period and then if someone does in fact move on or someone gets injured like a Pappenhausen or you know they they can move Meany around then if you string a few good games together you can end up solidifying your position we got the Pezzet yeah injured himself in um, playing cup at the end of last month so he's been out for about a month yep. which uh, for okay. a hamstring so he might be in contention come next week what about Jerome Hughes will he be back you think uh, Funny one. He's sort of been in and out a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's had a disrupted season. He's, yeah, they need he, him. He, he had a yeah for sure. Yeah, you can see Munster's Munster's their big game player and their X factor. But you could even see last night when he's on the ball consistently. It's it's not his strength. Yeah, he needs to. He just needs someone. And, and uh, Wishart was unreal. Like his little moments were really good. But the way that Jerome's sets Munster up to have joy is why their combination works so well. So mm. they're playing the Penrith Panthers next week. It's Huge it's going to be no, even, even full, full strength. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And the line would probably be 12 and a half regardless. That's yep. how big of a favorites yep. Penrith will be in that game. That's with Jerome. So without Jerome, it makes it even harder. And um, they probably don't have that. Nick Meany's been unreal this year. You got something for us, Maestro? Well, no, I was going to ask how you thought the. I'll keep you going on Meany, but yep. how their forward pack held up because that was one of the big talking points going into the game was yep. how far of an advantage the Roosters had in that area. Yeah, for sure. They, uh, it was typical Melbourne. Whenever they get sort of bullied or have a poor performance, they always come and, and pump up. And I think not only their forwards, but their outside backs, you could see the intensity with Will Warbrick running at the start of the game. He gets up, gets a penalty, and screams in Egan Butcher's face. So <laughs> you could tell they got a rocket throughout the week, which yeah. is uh, pretty evident. You could see that that was coming watching Craig Bellamy in the box for that Brisbane Broncos game. Um, yeah, but with Nick Meany and Wishart with Munster, that they're not they're not players that can create for the outside backs. Yeah. So then, so Munster's got to direct the team around, but then he's also got to create. And then when he's trying to figure out to, how to do all three of those things, and, and Harry Grant was on the bench at, for the first twenty minutes. Few balls hit the deck, or they were, the you know, top shot. The, the the difference between a pass uh, just behind you on your top shoulder rather than right in front could be the mm. difference between scoring in the corner or not. Yeah, so crucial. So little things like that matter without Jerome. Um, these soft tissue injuries have really got oh, crippled crazy. the NRL this year. Crazy. Uh, Sean Johnson, Jerome Hughes, Latrell Mitchell, uh, so many big names. Cam Murray missed you know some time with a groin injury as well. So. Um, I don't know. Is this? Is, do you think this is a little bit off topic? But the effects of of World Cup with some of these big name players yeah. that played all the way into Didn't the last year. Didn't get that big preseason in. Yeah, came in you a just, bit underdone. You just need to get those reps at training, uh, and if you don't get it, and you try to go into the season, uh, making sure that your players are healthy in preseason, it might not benefit you at the back end or, or middle part. They have of the all been the the World Cup players, haven't they? They've been all the big names that have had the soft tissues. Yep. Um, it was billed all week, the rivalry between Harry Grant and Brendan Smith. Both stood up, both had big games. And even off the bench, Sandon Smith mm. was awesome. The hookers all round, massive game. Yep, and even um, Garlic Sutton for, for Melbourne, uh, he, he didn't have the highlights that 
Harry Grant and Brendan Smith and Sandon Smith had, but he did his job for the first 20 minutes. They, you know, they, they needed to take the sting. Maestro was mentioning it. There was a big, there was a perceived advantage in the forwards for the Roosters. Mm. So what the Roost, what Garlic's, uh, uh, what Craig Bellamy would have told Garlic is to do is take the sting out of the game for Harry to come on and have some joy. So yeah. get in there, defend really hard. He was shooting out the line, really good line speed. Um, whenever he got an opportunity, there was one marker. He didn't look to pass. He just got out and run and, and try to gain some momentum that way. So uh, he did his job in the middle. Sandon Smith, uh, he was he was excellent. He that brought, pass for Lindsay Collins. Yeah, that whole he, – he's, he's only out there for 15, 20 minutes because yeah. uh, the cheese absolutely emptied his tank. He, he, had, he gave everything he had for, for 60 minutes and, um, you know, he, he, he did his best. And then, like – like I said, Sandon Smith was able to come on and have some joy after that. Uh, AFL last night, Maestro, you across this one. So Carlton, 73, have defeated Melbourne, 71. That that had been upset, yeah? Big time. A little bit, so yeah. Carlton, Carlton started the season really poorly. They were billed yeah. as ha- planning to have this big year because they only just missed the finals in 2022. Um, had a really bad start of the year, came back, snuck into the finals one week one. And, yeah, that's a, a massive upset. Second year in a row, Demons won the premiership in 2021. They've gone two and out, two years in lost, a row Lost, lost out. Yeah, um, okay. In, from their end of things. So a contrast in emotions for those two clubs, but dramatic victory as well. Kick the winning goal in, in the last minute of play, which was uh, exciting to flick over to after the footy had finished. And so Carlton go on to play Brisbane yep. next week? They're, yeah, they're on the line side. Yeah. Um, Two Brisbane teams in a grand final. That'd be pretty cool. I'll tell you the what, it's, 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 not a, it's not a bad little double, the, Bris, the old no. Brisbane Lions mm. into the Brisbane Broncos. Of course, responsibly. Responsibly. Responsibly, as I, always. I, I don't mind having a little play on that. Uh, have you been on World Cup Watch, Scope? For yeah, the, uh, rugby l- little bits, mate. I've you know, obviously seen the highlights with the with the All Blacks in the morning, had a big win. Um, they played, yeah, they did play this morning, didn't they, Maestro? Yeah, they yeah, yeah. 71 to 3. So. 71 3. Yeah. So that was a nice little confidence builder for them after going down to France in the in the first um, in the first game of the World Cup, the the World Cup opener. There's still a lot of question marks. It's you know, again, because it's the World Cup, you're going to play these these minnows in um, mm. in the World Cup, and just like uh, Australia and Eddie Jones said, dominated the Georgia pack. Last week, you, you've got to find ways to build confidence as you go through the World Cup stages, and uh, New Zealand have done that. And um, they're on the tough side of the draw, though. Yeah, Australia got the nice side of the draw. So uh, this, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the Eddie Jones narrative. I've I've been saying this for a while now. Uh, for anyone that listens either to this show, the Mowers or uh, Levels Network, I love a good presser, and Eddie Jones is as good as they get. So well, he's the Ricky Stewart of the rugby is. world. <laughs> he is. He's class. Um, Australia plays Fiji mm. Monday morning. Monday, yeah, Monday, time. and that'll that's Early big because that yeah. decides positioning, right? To see who will take on England on their side. That's right. Yeah, so they want to avoid England. And there's, oh, there's England have been going like busted though, haven't they? Well, they did well against Argentina. They had a man sent off early in that game and managed to basically run over the top of them playing for more than an hour with uh, one one man down. Mm. So they yeah. had a good start to the tournament, but you're right. None of those nor- Northern European teams, with the exception of France, are really coming into the World Cup with any sort of form. Um, but they're due on G. The last time a Northern Hemisphere side won the World Cup was England here, mm. 03. Well, wow. it's been 20 Southern, years. It's been South Africa or New Zealand, all four World Cups since. Yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, so France 27 defeated Uruguay 12 on Friday morning. They look the most likely, would you say? Well, the favourites at home, 
I have to say, out of the, the Northern European teams, particularly the way New Zealand are going, I, I just think South Africa is such a shout. They always seem to sneak up. Yeah. When yeah. everyone I else falls re- over, there it's Stephen Bradbury. I watched this really funny clip of Sterling Mortlock talking about France on, might have been a podcast with a professor from yeah, here. I yeah, it, it was. Yeah. He's like, every time France isn't expected to do well, they upset a big nation. And every time they're expected to win, they choke up and stink it up. Um, all right. Let's get to a break. Uh, we'll talk plenty more sport after the break. We'll go through that game last night in a little bit more depth. Uh, heaps more to come here on the mowers, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. That would have been stinging Jimmy to call that, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> Against his own roosters. Oh, great call from the boys there. I love Timmy Menner. It wasn't the energy from Jimmy from last week when Sam Walker kicked the field goal, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> I was, um, when I was watching this game, I was invested in uh, the Roosters. I thought the, the odds were really good for them. Um, Did you get a boost? Got a boost. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought uh, when they kicked the field goal, I was like, good choice, but she's a long way out. It's a long way out. Yeah. Scoreboard pressure, I liked it. I liked I think, it. Yeah. yeah. It Sam a, Walker's turning into a bit of an ice man himself, isn't he? Yeah, he. I think maybe not as many last year, but his debut year felt like he kicked a couple of big ones. I th- Pretty clutch we, ones the last two weeks. Yeah, we, we. I think we talked about it. If it was on, if it wasn't on the mowers, maybe it was on crunch time with Jimmy. He might have had a really nice one. He had a couple against the Titans in the same year. Yeah. Um, remember when he did the and then he did he do the. Uh, kicked the field goal and then he got the ball and ran backwards. Remember that oh, in his first yeah. in, in his debut year, and then later on in the finals, <laughs> that was I against think, the Bulldogs. <laughs> it wasn't against the Bulldogs, yeah, was it? He ran backwards. Yeah, and yeah. then there was one against the Titans, I think, in a finals where he kicked it as well. Um, I think yeah, I was watching the commentary on. Uh, I was watching the game on Channel Nine last night, and they were right. It was. It just got there. It was a little nine yeah. on, like a little. Yeah, stab. it was. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was the right. It was a hundred percent the right play because if you'd done a proper uh, driving field goal, it probably would have got charged down. Mm. He had to really um, oh, get put, the loft. He yeah. had to get the loft in yeah, it. So yeah, yeah. the little stab kick over the top, yeah, it just got there. But I think if he drives that properly, it gets charged down. So on the Wednesday, I was saying on uh, on here with uh, with the betting boys, uh, I bumped into Sam Walker twice down at Bondi in the one day. The first time I bumped into him, saw my mate at the beach and said, I just bumped into Sam Walker. I think I could be an omen anytime try scorer. He's like, nah, it's still a couple of days out. Don't read into it. <laughs> went but went to the grocery store and bumped into him again in the grocery store. And I was like, all right, omen. Yep. Anytime try scorer. The omen was field goal. Field goal. Not try scorer. And your, your mate telling you it's not an omen week off. What does he expect? Game day? It's Wednesday. He's got to get to Melbourne by Friday. <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, that's an omen. Don't worry about yeah. that. I would have, I would have had to play on that responsibly, of course, as well. A um, couple of texts coming through, Scope. Uh, Hi, Miss Island Scope. Listening from Melbourne. Very happy after being at the Storm versus Roosters game last night. Atmosphere was fantastic and a great win puts us through to a tough game with the Panthers, says Richard Storm member. They've got a bit of a um, rivalry building over quite a number of years now, haven't they? A few prelims for Melbourne and Panthers. Melbourne and Panthers and Melbourne Roosters have got a good uh, history, both of them. So yeah. you, Melbourne always been consistent. They've always been in finals for years now. Um, they went, you know, they had those good battles with the the Roosters there for years, and now uh, it's progressed to Penrith being the the more dominant team. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I think you know, f- even full strength, it's going to be really hard for Melbourne. But we'll break that down as the week goes on, and we get more news regarding Jerome Hughes' self. Uh, boy, he's dragged to the game by my rooster wife. 
Bad refereed game, but both teams had their chances. Must admit, Roosters are a classy club. Their staff came around to the crowd and gave their fans signed jerseys. My wife scored a Radley one, oh, says wow. Dennis the Dog. That's pretty cool. How good. Really good. That's a. Um, I'd love to have a Radley jersey myself. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's the last game. Yeah, good on the Roosters. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, I see, you know, like I was saying to Tommy before we come on, they've been playing with house money. No one's expected them to go this, this far. It's, it can be, it can cover a few of the cracks that, that appeared this mm. year where uh, I think, you know, look, it went all the way down to the last minute and do they think they've got a couple of new buyers coming in. I think they're just, re, they're due a, a little recycling period at the Roosters where they, they yep. never really go full rebuild. They just retool a few pieces. I still think that's required, but great season considering where they were eight weeks ago. Uh, hi, Missile and Scope. I worked out why the Roosters lost last night. The combinations on the field just weren't there, and they were disjointed in attack. They had Butcher and a Baker, but with no candlestick maker, they just didn't gel. It's <laughs> <laughs> the old Barry. He's been saving that one. <laughs> I right. might have used that a couple of times this year. <laughs> Let's take a break.